describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. to this show at any length of time, and Rob will attest this, we really have no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, misinformation is really the foundation of this podcast. We are literally the last to know. Mm-hmm. So it's if we say anything, it is most likely due to gr- gross ig- uh, ignorance than actual malfeasance or other terms like that. This entire podcast should have an asterisk, is what I'm saying. Right. Everything is, there's a warning, and the warning should be, we do not hold us anything we say. That's right. Very good. Well, with that, uh, we will move on. That's but what do you got here? Well, this is the combat computer, and someone was mentioning, because they were smuggling pirate copies. Oh, they were, they, he was alluding to what we were smuggling was uh, pirated copies of the combat computer. That's what he was saying. I wonder if we could reissue that. I bet we couldn't. Dragon Magazine copyright. It's, it says, yeah, 1983, Dragon Publishing. Well, now, if anyone out there, yes, but have they renewed their copyright? I mean, I it know. goes out of copyright after 40 Five, years. Yeah, 23, that's, that's 40 years. Yeah, 40 years. That's, it, it's out of copyright unless they've renewed it. I, I, uh, you could make it better, too. I think we should. That would be amazing. Well, you know, here, boy, if I put that, let me give some thought to that. We you should make love, it wrong. You would love to have this combat computer, this original one from... Uh, from 19, whatever it was, 1983? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, then you all you need to do is find an original issue 74, which I just ripped now because I'm an idiot. What do you, what's this thing in the middle that it rotates around? It's, I found it, I went online, it's a, it's a Garrett. You have to, all you do is find an issue 74 with the original un- Ooh. Wow. Holy smokes. 74, 74, the combat computer. Still in the Ooh, magazine. Da, 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 da. Yes. And, and, and yes, if you go, there's a PDF, and you can just put, print it on hard stock, and it will be very similar. I wonder if I can put this down. Can. You can put it wherever you want. Um, All right. It would be sort of better. But, yes, I have a copy. Uh, that's the computer is still in the it's yes, and there are scans. Yes, I I have I have a other copy of this. This is actual original because I had another copy of this, and somehow I lost the copy. But I had just 
Just the middle parts. I'm like, oh, I'm taking it. So that is an original from that. But That's yes, a beauty. there are PDFs out there uh, that you can, <clears throat> you pay $10 for what? The magazine? $10 for this? I, Have you checked eBay lately? Multiply that by 500 times. I, my, it's, it's $999. If I will give you that one and issue one of Flipping and Turning for $999. That, that, that sounds like a deal, James. I don't think that is a deal. I, You're basically getting 74 for free. free. Exactly. You're getting issue one of Flipping and Turning, a signed mint. In bag. In, in bag. bags. Never, never been touched, except to be, actually it was uh, hermetically sealed. And it's, and it's also been in a, the guitar store. Right. Was so it? it's, what was, so what's the name of the guitar store uh, that, you, that you go to? Oh, it's so, uh, Guitar Center? Yeah, Guitar Center. Yeah. That's where we met up. So you could That's right. That's it. where we got it there. So if you're, if, if you're like that. Oh, no, Rob is there. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> That's great. All right, how's my, how does it sound? But, guys, I put the uh, microphone. Yeah, there you go. Keeps falling over. You need right, there some you glue. There you go. That's fine. I, I, need to, I need to work on that for you, Rob. Don't worry about it. So, um, that sounded great. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, sir. So, yes, so... You could ten dollars for that on a cardstock for the computer. Oh, I got you. My point is, if you uh, if you want it, it's to the Angry Minds point. There are PDFs of it. You just need to print it on hard cardstock and do that. You do not need to find an original. Just like the people who are buying old old things for three four hundred dollars, just go get a PDF. You could actually have a third world country reproduce the thing in a better format than pay for some of these prices that they have. But I get it. I love the old stuff. I mean, I mean that piece of that thing right there has been lovingly ignored, lovingly kept in, in good condition for years and years and years. It was touched by the, the sacred hand of Tim Cask himself. No, I don't think so. He was way long gone after that. Was he? Yeah. He's gone in by the forties. Okay, never mind. All right. We were having fun with that. So I think oh. we're going to make an audible. Oh, yeah? We are going to now, we're going to skip this. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Fine with me. Because we're, we're close to 9 o'clock. We are oh, going to do this. have a thing going on. We're, we are, well, the problem was I didn't want to tape up. Poor Rob. You know, the last thing you do is when you invite a guest for them to have to have some of their chest hair be ripped off by tape. I'm used to it by now. My, I'm, I'm escaped. My chest has been escaped from weeks of having my hair ripped yeah, off. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's really not for the uninitiated. Is today overbearing? No, today's grappling. So I want to make sure we get to it because we do have a guest uh, today. So we're going, to, we're going to do artifacts. Artifact Roadshow. So what's Artifact Roadshow about? Oh, Artifact Roadshow is uh, the part of the show where Dan determines a brings an artifact mm -hmm. to James right. for identification without using the identify spell, simply based on the description of the item and the um, sagaciousness of sagaciousness of, of James's sagaciousness. My encyclopedic knowledge of the Dungeon Master's Guide. That's right. All right. The, the months and years of training. So in, in place, Rob is going to be the uh, 
provider of the artifact, and I will continue to play myself without the dog. Well, welcome to Artifact Roadshow. Well, hi. Uh, is this the is this the road, Artifact Roadshow? It is. We actually, uh, you were very fortunate to jump on the hut before we escaped the mad crowd that was following us. Well, you know, I I um, I, I got this thing in outside, and um, I was a little disturbed by it because uh, it was. Well, let me just show you what it looks like. So you don't you just found it on the floor? Well, I found it on the floor. Yeah. Uh it was found on the ground. Ooh. It oh my was goodness, um, that's horrific. Yeah, it was surrounded by a ring of dead bodies. Okay. And it was clutched in the hand of a um well she was very beautiful. Uh-huh. Very seductive. Really? She had big black Bat wings. Oh, not usually. I don't see that around these parts. Well, yeah, and she had this this thing, and she said to me, "Hey, big boy, can I give you my rod?" That's not a rod. Well, well, it looks like a rod. I don't know what it was. That's what she, I'm just telling you what she said. And um, and so, as you can see, it's a very elaborately decorated. Uh, I'm, this looks like it might be obsidian. I don't know. Mm. Got a skull can I, on the Can top. I uh, yes. bruise your rod? Yeah, please, please Handle do. your staff? Please do. It's quite weighty. It's, a, it's got a heft to it. I sense that uh, it wants, you know, when I'm holding it, it wants me to strike you with it. I would rather you did not. Uh, thank you. I don't think, oh. Maybe Look, it maybe, summons animals. It summons animals. Well, hello there. Perhaps, perhaps he would. Oh, now he's being very sweet. He summons animals. Well, he's he's come to see Orcus. Well, whatever you do, don't strike him with it. So yes, it's. Uh, you know, I'm not sure of this. What its significance is? Well, I'm. I get a really overpowering feeling when I hold it. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I've been chosen by somebody. I think you should give it back to me. I've been chosen by some greater power for to be his instrument upon the prime material plane. Ah, oh. but that's what I, that's just me. What do you think? I, I think that this is used was used. I'm not sure what its purpose was. I think it was a gnome anatomy. Prop. Oh, that's interesting. A gnome of anatomy prop. Yeah, like it would, uh, or to, for, oh, you want it back here. That's fine. You can keep it. Well, no, just. No, don't touch me with it, please. You sure? No, I think it was also potentially used for, for rides that children or gnomes would go on. I don't think you should sit on this. No, but you would, they would determine how high oh, you are. I see. You must be this, this tall. You must be this tall to get on this ride. I, like they would use this at carnivals. I don't know if it seems like it's. I, that's. I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, a, a carnival prop. I think it is. I think. I see. I see no other value to this. I mean, it's it's you know it's kind of crudely wrought. Um, it looks like some amateur made it. So it looks like a carny carny prop. So here you can have it back. It's, it is odd that so, a circle of people were dead and there was some kind of. Manic back when woman, but. 
you know, I, I can take Maybe, that here or there. Should I go back and ask her about it? You should. You should probably command her to do that. But I, I'm going to sense this is Roddy Riley Piper's uh, rod of excluding children from attending carnival rides. Okay, well, I can Very only... Very common, probably. It's probably... Uh, I, and if I were to sell this on auction, I'd probably give you... Probably get 10 gold pieces. Well, if I told you that... 10 gold pieces? 10. You don't want to go any higher than that? Only for its, cur its curio value. I don't think it's worth anything more than that. You don't think I could, I don't know, command, summon and command undead with this? Uh, I think you're barking up the wrong tree with that. I think it's really just meant to do very basic... Uh, it's more of a warning. This, the idea, again, I don't know where you're getting this from. This is a warning. Kids, if you're not tall enough, this is what you'll end up being. I see. This is the, I see. Okay. But, well, uh, you know, you know you, if you think you can get more money on the auction for it or kill everyone in the auction with it, that's up to you. Well, let me just try something out real here. <laughs> okay. Well, so what happened to me? So that's a... Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, is James... What's his name? Is James annihilated? Yes, but yes, but there's his skull is left. His skull is left. That's right. So, um, well, that is so clearly that is not uh, a carnival ride for those thinking. So, um, no, it's not a carnival ride. This is we psych. We're not really doing antique roadshow. Well, we are. We did. So, what is that? This is, uh, uh, this is the, the Wand of Orcus, also known as the Wand of Death. Right, the Wand of Death. So we should probably read that in the oh, Dungeon Master's Guide. that's right. Guide. I have a Dungeon Master's Guide. This uh, so wand tell, of... Tell us, the, tell us the real story about well, this. Well, this Wand of Death was recreated uh, by my wife and I. And it's beautiful, by the way. I was well, thank being, you very I much. Being, I was being way too condescending of it. It's... Um, it's got leather bits. It's got shiny metal bits on it. I don't know how well it shows up on the screen, but it has also has a skull. Um, and the purpose of this, why did I build, make this? Uh, my idea is that I'm going to bring it to GrogCon, and we will auction it off for charity. So some lucky person at GrogCon will walk away with this horrifying... Right. Trophy. It's a major award, and it, you won. It's, it's a major award, and you, well, you won it because you bought it. Right. But who really wins are going to be those kids, uh, what was the name of that charity with the- Extra uh, Life. Extra Life is who is going to benefit from this. So I will read from the DMG, The Wand of Orcus, page okay. 162. Please do. This ghastly weapon is the property of the demon prince, Orcus, but at times it is said that he will allow his wand- <clears throat> to pass into the prime material plane in order to wreak havoc and chaos upon all living things there. So we need to go to the DM Monster Manual for that for more information. I will get put it back in its rightful place. I'll put it back in its case. The oh. wielder of the wand does not have the full death-dealing power of the device. The victim of its blow having a saving throw. Wait a minute. Oh, you got a save. I got a saving throw. Sir, you have first level. What a, every, all these people are dungeon masters. You no one gave me the saving throw. I am a zero level uh, person. I need a. Uh, probably, you probably need, probably need a sixteen or more. Something like that. 
Oh my gosh, now we have to look it up. A 16, what do you know? You didn't, you weren't annihilated. And that, that's what, look, yeah, slow down there. Saving throw versus what? I assume versus death. 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 I would say it's death. While you're looking that up. I will look that here up. Here is what it says in uh, the Monster Manual. Finally, Orcus holds the Wand of Death, Orcus's wand, which is a rod of obsidian topped by a skull. This instrument causes death or annihilation to any creature, save those of like status. Other princes, devils, saints, godlings, etc. Right. It says that's similar here, too. Merely by touching their flesh. It doesn't say anything about giving a saving throw here. Right, because, is what it's, let me review, you are Dan. The wielder of the wand does not have the full death-dealing power of the device, if it's not Orcus. Other powers of this device, as rumored amongst mortals, are dealt with in another book. There you go. There's also a picture of what, at least in 1978, they thought the wand of Orcus looked like. I don't know whether this can be seen, but it's at the bottom of page 18 right. uh, of the Monster Manual. Um, this uh, is a crude, um, uh, crude representation because the actual one uh, is much more terrifying. Well, and more importantly, Zero save level. versus death magic. 16, what do you know? I am not dead. Well, I can't believe it. James survived the um, a strike by the Wand of Orchid. I, I survived the Now, it does do a certain amount of damage by itself. I think it does some... You may have killed me just with the hit points. Um, well, I don't know about that. Okay. You don't think hitting someone with a rod, a, a two-pound hammer, or whatever, wouldn't hurt, hurt them at all? Well, then I'd have to roll to hit. I right. would rather just... You just touch. touch you still have AC 10, all technically. Right. All right, so let's find that out. Let's see. You missed. Four, I missed. That's, well, why, that's why I didn't... That's why the yeah, same thing. Clearly, the dice don't lie. Wait a minute. Did I hit... Did I, did I hit James? Yes. Yes, but, but, but I saved. That's why it was yes, but. Yes, but yes, but. Yes. I wasn't annihilated. You weren't annihilated. All right. So the, so the cost, the, the sale price for the Wand of Orcus, if you were so fortunate to try to sell it, Oh, would my be, gosh. It's got to be un, unsaleable, isn't it? it? It's actually bargain basement price, 10,000 gold pieces. To sell. All right. Well, if we get 10,000 gold pieces in the auction, wouldn't that be amazing? Right. Think of all the hitties that would be benefit from that. And you would be the unique owner of the Wand of Orcus. That's right. I mean, it is one of a kind. Uh, just, it's, it's uh, weighted. So it's got lead. It's, it's weighted so that it's uh, more balanced than it would be. Yeah. It's, um, it's really outstanding. And uh, Thank you. Uh, Don and you did a great job. And again, the, the fun part about it is this will be at GrogCon and it will be available or to the highest bidder. Some kind yeah, of I'm, I'm going to try to set up a silent auction for it That's so perfect. that people can um, come by, consider it. Oh, what do you got? Amazing. That's right. Thank you, Jason. Can I? I'm going to produce a shirt. I survived the Wand of Orcus. That is awesome. That is totally happening. I'm going to put that on our. I on survived our the Wand of Orcus. So I may need to take a picture of that. With you know, the, just the ha just the wand being <laughs> struck down. <laughs> That's good. That's perfect. Thank you, sir. Well, I will say the, my only concern about you know what we'll take it up later on. It's a pretty heavy item. Right. Um, you wouldn't necessarily want to get hit by it. Right. And we are not sure if it's TSA approved. 
I would I would definitely not you take it on carry-on. Right. And you will need to explain well, how, we'll, why you're bringing the wand of death onto, on an airplane. onto a Southwest flight well, back to wherever you're coming from. That's right. First, it's Southwest. They may like, eh, whatever. So, uh, I've seen art, worse. Artifacts fly feet. I've seen worse. You, you just put it down and you say, this is, this is my, um, my uh, support artifact. All right. So I'm, i got to work on... It's, uh, and, of course, it's legal in Texas. Well, it as, should be, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, a, it's a full carry state. Well, I mean, it's, it's literally a prop. So I, I will say that also has you magical. should probably have someone create a writer or oh, some kind of Perhaps somebody associated waiver. with this show. Well, a waiver that the person who now gets it, you waive all responsibility. Assume all responsibility for yeah, liability waiver. <clears throat> well, not responsible for any demonic uh, possession, possession or visitation that may come as a result of ownership of the right. wand of Orcus. Or if you were stopped at the airport or TSA. Well, my thought was that that was right. Go ahead. The own whoever wins the auction, part of the auction is shipping it back to your home. Assuming Ooh. that's you, assuming you need it. I mean, okay. if you live locally or drive locally, you can shove it in your trunk. But right. if we, uh, okay. if you need to fly back to right. Texas, we will All include right. that. That'll be up to you, sir. That's your thing. You you may have you may have just uh, ripped off the children because I know it'll rip off the children. They'll be like they'll get three dollars out of it once you try to ship that thing. Well, but uh, ho- hopefully, when it goes for ten thousand gold pieces, will we'll, that will be baked in. Yeah, Saints didn't come up because Dan is not here. We didn't go. See how when Dan's not here, we don't ask questions about Saints and uh, s- demigods and sort of gods and everything. Well, else there was there. actually this topic was covered we did in, cover. a flip, in a flipping and turning issue uh, in a late hits uh, about okay. three or four issues ago. There you go. See, so you can go look at that flipping and turning. Uh, but. Um, I just imagine the Spinal Tap scene, for those who've seen it, where they're going through security at the airport and they do the wand, and the bassist has a cucumber metallic wrapped in aluminum foil in his pants. Someone's going to... I'm the wand of orchids. Why don't you step back? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, very good. That's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you. All right, speaking of beautiful things. Oh, boy. We are now going to grapple the thing of grapple. So you didn't gonna, bring any books. You I were, didn't bring any literally books. literally are unprepared. You just kind of, or do you think you're Dan? Even Dan brings books. Well, okay. I mean, Dan. I thought Dan left his books here. No, Dan does not leave his books here because we are constantly worried that this will be what, the last like, we, again, I lost books because we go, hey, we'll see you next time. There's never a next time. Yeah, Fortunately, you were eight. Oh, I was 19. But that's a different story. Okay. So we are talking about T-shirt. Thank you. Uh, we are talking about grappling. For those who remember a couple of episodes ago, we finally accepted the horror that we would have to go over unarmed combat. Wow. Oh. And now... We are going to talk about grappling. For those who are interested in the definitive explanation of unarmed combat it, as it pertains to the Grog Empire, you will only need to go to this issue. Out of print. 
out of print, but it is available on PDF. It is available on PDF, yes. Uh, which has uh, our dear friend the Chamberlain's uh, treatise. Is that the right word? Treatise? I think it is. Grappling yeah, with Unarmed enough. Combat by David Kangrid Tailstrike Thompson, who discusses and lays out how you can decrypt this uh, yes. This weighty oh, we're going to demonstrate grappling. They want us to grapple. <laughs> well, what we'll That's do, why we're here. That's we'll hilarious. We'll and, uh, and then do what it says. Right. We're gonna... the, lice, the dice don't lie. <laughs> we need a t- I need to get a twister thing over here. On That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. D&D twister using the grappling rules. That's what we're doing. All right. That's another GrogCon event. Another great GrogCon event. Actually, what we need to do is set some of, That's the Kickstarter we need. D&D Twister for grappling. With grappling. the dice girls. With, oh. Oh, now my brother's interested in that. Yeah, now you're dice. That, that's right. Grappling. With the grappling rules. D&D Twister with the grappling. So you don't spin the wheel. Well, you and, roll the dice. And it's, well, at first you have three charts you have to convey. Figure out your attack and defense, and then you roll dice. Oh, then, it's... Yeah, the determining of stats is going to be the it's going to take the longest part. Well, it could be a, a quick game where everyone just has nines. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That makes sense. everyone's the same then. All right. So with that said, let's talk about grappling. There are three types of unarmed combat. We covered the first one a few episodes back: pummeling, 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 pugiling. And the second and... one is grappling. Okay. So yes, he, they would back that. People want to bet. I'm giving you ideas that actually people want to back, not the things that we've been creating. You gave me the original idea to back, so. That's right. So D&D Twister, grappling rules, uh, and maybe eventually. Perhaps a calendar. (laughs) Grappling calendar. All we need is. With the dice girls. With the dice girls. Grappling calendar with the dice girls. That's right. Dice girls. That would be the instructional video that you would make. How to play. How to play the game would be with the dice girls. The other one would be the. Play at home oh. version. Oh my god! There you go. Oh my god! You're welcome. I'm going. I'm, my wife is. I'm, I'm, my wife is even as we speak changing the locks on the on our front door. Well, this is wait a minute. So for those who don't know, there was an article about fornication in Dungeons and Dragons. That's one point in flipping attorney. Wasn't there a discussion about that? It was called sex and D and D copulating. I don't think the word copulating was ever used. Fornicating. I, I believe it was making love. No. Whatever it was. Who is the author of that uh, said article? Um, I, I don't recall. You don't recall. You are the editor of the magazine. That person wants to remain nameless. Well, they can't because I think they described themselves in the article. Okay. They so, did, they did, yes, they described themselves as a love god. I right. Think. So that, that person is the same person who's sitting to the left of me, but now is, is, is having the vapors from thinking about Dice Girls showing how, how to play Twister. I'm just saying. Seems. No, no well, be that as it may. Oh, okay. You, you cede the point to me? We'll turn, turn the camera off. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's right. Any other early 80s, that's exactly right. So we're going to, we're back to grappling. We're going to try to stick on grappling. What I like when Rob is here is because people think, why do you guys get off topic? It's clearly it's you. <laughs> it's exactly right. It's, you think, you know. You, people think it's Dan. You no. think it's Dan. No. 
So grappling. Grappling is uh, basically wrestling. Wrestling, as opposed to pugiling. As pugiling, which is the punching. Right. And uh, so grappling is when uh, you are trying to hold somebody. So you're not necessarily trying to knock them out. You're trying to restrain them. Right. Uh, and But during the course of grappling, as it's defined here in uh, Dungeon Master's Guides on page 72 and 73, mm-hmm. that process of doing that can result in someone being knocked out due well, to the process. Well, that's true um, because one of them, there's a stranglehold. Um, you can do things like, uh, look at the grappling table, right? Yes, we're doing grappling, page 72, sorry, and 73. And you can stun somebody. It does do damage, like as always was said in the other ones, even when you're using uh, non-lethal and weaponless combat, you Correct. still usually, if you do some damage, some of it is real and is part of it, and I believe it's half with grappling. Or is it the other 25, 75. 25 is actual, 75 is, is it, incidental. It, it must be pummeling, that is 50-50. Oh, that's 25 and 75 as well. Well, then it must be overbearing. Overbearing. Well, we can check. It's 50-50. There we go. Okay. If you keep guessing, eventually you'll get it. Eventually I'll get there. So uh, grappling, as you say, grappling is wrestling. So what are we, how do we, how are we going to play this game? Well, we're going to play this game by utilizing our, well, first, so the difference between pummeling, grappling, pummeling has two attacks you determine initiative, um, again, similarly to how you do for pummeling. You then get one attack as opposed to two in mm-hmm. pummeling. And uh, you determine uh, who the chance to hit. You then have to, before you start this, you have to determine the attack bonus and defense bonus. The D6 and the D4, correct? And, and add their attack matrix level. To it. So, for instance, if you are a first level fighter, you're on tape ch- column two. Right. If you're a thief of fourth level, you're on column one. So you add that column based on the columns of the DM charts on page 74. So you figure that out. Then you add a D6 for your attack bonus or D4 if you're on defense bonus. And those are your bonuses that you may use to either help or hurt the person's chance to hit or hurt or help the your opponent's, opponent's chance to do damage to you. Because, again, the, the goal is, so this is kind of the variable that you can use as you do this. And the idea behind that is that you're taking advantage of the, the chance circumstance of throwing dust in someone's eyes or, uh, you know, using the terrain. That's why there's a random variability that goes into the Right. And if thing. you are higher level, you get more points. Correct. By default. But the beauty of this, what we found, what, what was the revelatory thing for us, Dan and James, even though David probably knew this for years, which is why he was such a proponent, is that it gives lower level characters an opportunity to fight higher level characters who would normally have no chance of doing anything to them. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, a, a, a passel of kobolds can take, can theoretically knock over and incapacitate a a uh, a character right i mean it's the circumstances need to be sort of set up so that you know they get them by themselves 
and they don't have their friends grabbing them and throwing them off or cut, running them through with a knife. But uh, well, well, as we saw in the episode where Knuckles faced a ninth level monk and through luck survived, bested him. A ninth level monk, right? Bested him. Well, again, the, the terms were: if you actually hit me, I will accede to you. I see. Not that defeated him, but he is. If you were able to even hit me, and he was, he got lucky. He did. Got very lucky. So that's how. That's why he's soon to be second level. He just needs to find the money to do it, which is what we'll work on next. So, um, again, on page thirty-two and thirty-three of issue is it three or three. four. Three issue three of flipping and turning. David goes into what a how grappling works on page thirty-three. So the short version is, you uh, figure out. Those things. So for Knuckles, the second okay. level thief. Let's start Knuckles, second level thief. You notice I've put, I've created a little handy chart for you. Oh, Attack excellent. Bonus. Attack bonus. So you add a D6 to it. All right, I'll do that. And I, this changes every, every round. Every, well, we do it every encounter. Oh, okay. So a three, three. so that becomes a four. Yep. So your that attack is bonus is four. I, I rolled a three, plus one for my one chart is four. And my defense is a D4, Correct. right? Yep. It is a two. Two. Plus one for my chart is three. Right. My so, damage bonus is zero because I don't have any strength. That's that is that is correct. So uh, you would then uh, again the difference. The reason that grappling is harder than pummeling. Pummeling straight, fight, 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 fight. Someone knocks out. Yes. Grappling. There are a series of progressive uh, things where you go from standing to someone being taken down and then. Being wailed on because yes. they've been they've been grappled. Yeah, it's a it's a um, progressive a progr- like a ratchet. That's if right. If you get the arm lock, if you get an, <clears throat> you then go up to the hand lock, which goes up to the bear hug, which goes up to the next thing to the head to the bear the strangled, and eventually you're you're brought down. That point, the guy you just keep uh, kicking him or whatever. Exactly. So uh, so the first thing you would figure out is initiative. So it's either surprise, charging to attack, higher dexterity, higher dice roll, in that order. So first you would have to determine dexterity well, of you and the opponent. Well, who's my opponent? We're going to figure that out. I'm just going to, I'm describing how this goes, and then we're going to do the exercise. Okay. <laughs> then the base score to grapple. So here, heavier armor is a negative to help attack. Because, again, the idea is the person who's more free is able to maneuver and do things that are easier than versus someone who's in heavy armor. But doing damage to someone who is in heavy armor is harder. That's kind of the... And that's pummeling. Yes. <coughs> but also trying to grapple them, um, they, you, it's a little bit harder to grapple. It's easier to grapple. It's harder to bring them down if they're in armor. Yeah, so uh, someone who's standing there in plate armor is pretty easy to get a hold of. But, right. but you can't put an arm lock on them because he's got this armor... Right. That uh, protects him. Yeah, are you, you're certainly not going to headbutt him. Well, you... You can, but it's not going to do You it. can, but it, you end up hurting yourself. Right. So again, so you figure out... Uh, so here, you figure out your base score to grapple. Main things is attacker's dexterity. The You've def- got written down here, Knuckles has a dexterity of 15. Right. So you get a 15%. And we will, we'll figure out the opponent. If the opponent has heavier armor, he's easier to grapple. If he's slow, he's easier to grapple. If he's hasted, it's harder to grapple. Then, in each round, there will be an attack and a counter. So, again, when the, whoever wins initiative, that person goes. The opponent then go, counters back. 
Any existing hold automatically goes first until broken. So once this, once there's been a successful hold, that person goes first until broken. And and to break it, the person has to roll a higher block. That's my understanding. Once it is determined the grappling succeeds, the percentiles must be rolled again to find what kind of hold is gained. And then ultimately there, your strength, if you have a higher strength, you have higher decks, uh, then you have to figure out the weight difference. The higher, the, the heavier you are, the better it is for you versus the defender. You have to figure out the opponent's dexterity, their strength, and what kind of armor. Oh, okay. And then that, all that is added to your second percentile roll. And that, then you look at the grappling table and its result, which you add, uh, it shows you what, what the occurrences are. Now, here's the important part, the last paragraph before we go into overbearing. Any hold remains in effect from round to round unless the opponent scores a higher percentage hold, like you said. Arm lock breaks a, ra- a waist clinch. A hand finger lock breaks an arm lock and so forth. Damage accru- accrues until a hold is broken until a holder elects to try a different hold. The opponent may still inflict damage by lesser res- results shown after the double slashes. These might result in both opponents falling to the ground and continue their grappling. Note, if an opponent is stunned, the second attack may immediately be made and the stunned opponent cannot counter. So what that means is okay, the opponent may still inflict damage by lesser hold results shown after the double slash. Yes. So let's say for example that Knuckles gets a hand finger lock right. on his opponent. Yes. And it, now hand finger lock after the slash is a bite. So my understanding of what from what you just said is now, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, no, let me go. So let's say that the opponent rolls under that. Yep. And only rolls an arm lock. He didn't break the hand finger lock, but he's able to do an elbow smash. Yes, that's right. So you're a- still able to beat the like heck damage. out of each other. Right. That's correct. And that's the example that uh, David does in the bottom Page 33. Two opponents are grappling. Let's call them Roddy and Hogan. Roddy goes first and scores a 50, a hand finger lock, inflicting damage. In response, Hogan rolls and fails to get a higher category of lock, a 37, scoring an arm lock. Hogan instead responds with a forearm elbow smash. Hogan is still locked with the hand finger lock, and during Rodney's round, Roddy may either maintain the hold and inflict damage or release the hold and make another grappling top, hoping for a better effect. That's the point of it. I get it. So again, it's this thing of you roll, you, the other guy rolls, you figure out who got the higher one, There, that one's holding, the other guy can still do things, but until it's higher than the other one, it doesn't break. So I understand that height and weight makes a difference on this chart, is that correct? I'm sorry? Height and, at the bottom of the 72, yes. it, the, the height and weight difference between the attacker and the, or no, the attacker, um, yeah, between the attacker and the defender. Right. So I don't see that Knuckles has his height and weight we don't. rolled. Well, so we'll need to roll that up. I guess we're going to have to. You're exactly right. So let's do that. Let's see. I forgot to do that. That's okay. I, uh, you know, rolling is what we do here. We do. And side chain. So, all right, you're ready. He is a half-orc. He's a half-orc. So we're going to now on, on my D&D to the charts table on page 238. I'm sure it's somewhere in the... Thing as well, he is a male, he is a half-orc. You roll percentages, please. 
I am going to look. Come on. High numbers. Big numbers. Big numbers. Big, big, numbers. big numbers. No M. 47. Okay. Roll percentages again. 99. 99. Okay, so roll a d4. One. One. You are 67 inches. That's um, five foot seven. That's not very much. Well, he's a slightly above average for half work. Okay. Average is 66. The weight? Weight percentage. 69. 69. Nice. You are over. You're a, you're a tubby one, which is probably good for you. Roll 4d10. Three. Eight is 11. Mm -hmm. uh, one is 12. Nine is 21. You're 171 pounds. See, so what makes this... Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I would... Pure muscle. Pure muscle. Well, sort of. Okay. So we kind of have the basics of what grappling is. Now we are ready to actually do this. So this, this part is called Night Encounters, where uh, Knuckles is going to meet someone in the city. In a dark alley. In a dark alley. He's lurking there. At night. He's ready to do a, he's, he's getting ready to, uh, to grapple somebody and take their wallet. That's right. So we are going to page 191 of the DMG, and you're going to roll percentages for this. To All find right. out what he is. Don't say it. Oh, zero, zero, three. Okay. You. Keep it as a surprise. To I will. Knuckles. Okay. Uh, roll percentages again. It's a haughty uh, 83. Is it a haughty uh, courtesan? A little grappling? <laughs> okay. So I, know, I now know who it is. Uh, you see a man, well, I don't know, roll a d6. Six. You see a, what appears to be a, you're in, the, you're in the alleyway and you see a, a figure in rags sitting in the corner. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, well. You're a thief. I'm a thief. I'm going to attempt to um, move silently forward, thinking it's. Of course you are. Roll percentages. I'll, I'll let you know if you're successful. You are successful. Go to. Okay. I will give you... So I'm going to say you were successful in surprising the, your victim. Ha-ha. Which means you get to go first, because that's the first thing in the, in the initiative order. Okay. Now I need to determine their attack and adjustments. You need their height and weight? Not yet. Oops. Can you, can you get that for me, sir? Thank you. Uh huh. I need so now I'm rolling up their attack and defense, and I'm gonna roll up their. Okay, the rest I can figure out. All right, so you are going to try to grapple them. Yes. Well, they're on the ground, so this should be a little easier. <coughs> <laughs> so you are you going to use your attack bonus to help to hit? I'm gonna use my attack bonus to hit. Okay. That was, that's plus four. Right, so you're plus four to start with this attack. Now, you uh, base multiple attack armor class by 10. Their AC is 10, so you're happy about that. So that's 100? Right. 
Multiply attacker's armor class. Your, I'm sorry, your attacker's armor class is 10, so it's 100. Mm-hmm. Ignoring magical devices, but at, you don't have anything like that. Uh, you're not holding anything. Your dexterity is uh, 15. 15. Defender's armor. Oh, they don't have any. Def- they don't have no armor. They're not slow to stunned, but they're, uh, they're not faster than you, and they're not hasted. So you have a 119% chance of hitting. Okay. Do I, is that the chance to hit, or do I roll that and add that to my grappling table? No, that is your chance to hit. So guess what? You hit. I hit. You, no, no, no. Isn't there the, the uh, David Thompson rule that... Uh, sometimes you can miss automatically? That's fine. I'll take it. Above a 95, you miss. Oh, jeez. 32. You hit. All right, so you have now hit. Uh, he is going to use his defense bonus against you to produce the damage. I can imagine that. Now I roll it again. So, no, before you go, now we got to figure out your bonus, your plus. So attack dexterity per point is 15. 15. So you get a 15. So we're at the bottom of 72 now. The opponent is not slowed, is not stunned, is not helpless. Wait, attacker strength per point is 13. 13, yep. So dexterity is one, 13 is strength. Yep, so you have 28 so far. He's not slowed, not stunned. You actually, as you're about to grapple this person, you realize it's, a, it's an old woman. Oh, That's I'm right. grappling an old woman. Yes. Well, you know. And she, reeks, my... she reeks of cabbage and cheese. Well, maybe I'm hungry. So I'm going to say, for argument's sake, that she is five foot two, and uh, she is 100 pounds. Okay. So she, you are 70% heavier than her. And you are, she's 60 inches, you're 10% taller than her. So the weight is plus 35. Yep. And what did you say? I'm how much taller? 10%. So that's another 5% for height. Right, so you're plus 40 at this point. Now the, okay, so that's uh, 40, actually I'm 40 and 15 and 13. Yes, you're 68 right now. Okay. Uh, Her dexterity is not over 14. Her strength is not over 12. She's not wearing plate mail, banded, or, or gorget or helmet. What's a gorget, by the way? I just noticed that. Um, I know what a helmet is. I, is think, I, I think a gorget is one of those. I know David Thompson will let us know. I'll bet it's a, uh, I think it's one of those little headgears made out of ringed ringlets, uh, chain mail. I'm probably 100% wrong. Okay. That, that's a, that sounds like, she's not using a shield. So she's using her minus three to counteract your, Pluses. So, so I'm at 65. So you're at plus 65. So now you get to roll percentages. Now this is on the grappling table on page 73. That is 100% correct. All right. 70, 65 right. plus 97. 97. So okay. that is 162, right? Yes, 162. So Anything over 95, what happens? Well, I got her in a stranglehold. You've kicked her. I, and I've kicked her. Eight plus my strength bonus, which is none, and she's stunned. So right. she took eight points. Eight points. So that's two. A quarter of that is two real and six unreal. Right. She is a beggar. You've, you've assaulted an old female beggar. I strangle her. And you have strangled her. She, now we have to... I'm not going to roll her hit points. Does she have... More than two hit points. More than two hit points. Yes, but she has three. She has exactly two. No, she has three points. She has three points. So I haven't killed her. You haven't killed her, but she is out. Out. You have strength. You have you have cold, and you've knocked you. You've knuckles, choked out an old woman. Knuckles the strangler. 
Well, that was easy. Yeah. So that's how grappling works. My gosh, that was. I, I don't know why anyone would. Okay, now I'd why like, anyone I, would not use this? At I'd any like time? to. I'd like to contrast this. Okay. You say she was AC ten? Yes. Yeah, she was a beggar. You, so I, I rolled up a beggar. So what do you think my what what's my hit on a on an AC ten? Uh, AC, you need a ten or eleven. Oh, you need to look that up here. It's well, a, I'm just 11. saying it's, it's an eleven. Eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, ten. Yeah, twelve, eleven. Yeah. Let's see. Eighteen. So I in this case it would have been I would have hit her. And uh, with my dagger, I'm doing a D4. Right. Two points. She still would have. She she had three four points basically. She had so she's now she's now she's squalling and screaming. Right. As it is, she went down silent as as a right. just as nice as could be. Right. If you were an assassin, you could have assassinated her since you had surprised her. I had surprised her. Yeah. But you were not assassin. So the point of all this is, you automatically hit the beggar, old woman. Poor old woman. And you knocked her, took her out in less than a few seconds. Yeah. Versus if you would have attacked her, you had only a 55% chance. Of even 40, hitting her 50%, and then doing 50, damage. 50 chance, that's right. And then you still had a thing to do. Now, I'm not sure that, I, <laughs> I'm not sure that uh, this is a, a banner day for, uh, for Knuckles. Right. Assaulting a poor old woman in an alley, a beggar. For her piece of cheese. Right. And then, did she have any cheese? Well, you have to roll. I guess we have to find out. Is it a nice piece of cheese? Right. Yes, yes but, but... It's half eaten. Half eaten. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat that. Right. You are, based on the fact that you defeated the monk in, in honorable combat because he was lawful neutral, Ooh. you have the experience. You don't have the money. So you're trying to find the money to train all there is is cheese. Is this va- is this extremely valuable cheese? Just valuable. Not going to be extremely valuable. Yes, but it's half eaten. It's half eaten, so you only get half. Half. <laughs> so what do you think this? What do you think this valuable cheese uh, might be worth? Well, valuable to you who has no money. Uh, roll a d10. Wow. This time is this times a hundred? No. It's worth four copper pieces. I think I'll just eat it. Okay, and wait for the next person. Right, to come you kind along. of scrape off the dirt and the and the gum marks. The old lady, the gum old lady where she, where she gummed it. Well, I better get out of here because she's going to wake up in a few. She's going to wake up in that's a few. Up, that's up to you. You are a chaotic eagle. No one's preventing you from. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I, I'm farming her, James. Oh. I want her to go out, beg some more, <laughs> get another piece of cheese. Maybe this time she'll have picked up a few copper pieces. Right. Comes back to the alley, bam! Knuckles is waiting for her. Right, and and you do notice roll a d10. That in the background, two uh, one other shadowy figure disappears after seeing what you did you did to the old woman. Oh no! I've been. You mean I? I guess I should have hidden shadows, but I no, moved silently instead. Yes. Well, you you were very quiet in doing this, but you know, somebody. Uh, I, there's a witness. There there was a witness. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll see what happens next time. That's right. Dan will have to decide what will happen next time. Do you go time. after that person in, in or do night you... adventure? Uh, treasure type T, a 50% chance scroll tube or two? You're, is David Thompson claiming a beggar could have... A treasure type T? Is that what he's claiming? I don't know. Is that what he's claiming? I hope that's what... I hope it's true. I, I, if that's hey, the case... Hey, state your... Uh, 
if that's what he's claiming, then you have just you brought open every, season on beggars in all cities. Every character. Yeah, but the, but yeah, but then the beggars can um can retaliate by ganging up and overbearing. Well, that that may be the case, but beggar Joel, mobs. Run, of course, beggar mobs are are. You have now just signed their death sentence. Every. Okay. Well, it says there's a number of beggars. Oh, there it is. That's the, there are other beggars. Yes. Hey, oh, um, oh, so you, you're not, you were the player. You're not allowed to look into that, but okay. That's oh, fine. I thought I would. I thought it is. You could have asked me, the dungeon master, what, the, what that was. But I clearly, no, no, no. I was just looking for something that, measures, that said treasure type T. Yeah, I, I'm curious where he got the beggar's guild. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They actually have. Uh, oh, the scroll tube. That's right. Maybe it's just the tube. It's not actually. Oh, 50%. Is there an empty scroll tube? Yes. Yes. Okay, you have a scroll. You have so that's, like, that's just like 10 gold pieces. We'll see what kind of scroll tube it is. Well, now I have to look up a scroll tube. How much is it worth? I think, that, I think a scroll tube is in the You know, this is why board. I quit Dungeon Master, done DMing for a long time for these shenanigans where people would be like, how much is the worth of this? It's worth a gold piece. Yay. And now we're going to murder everything. Okay. I will give you a gold piece. Oh, man. One gold piece. But the fact that now this is a death sentence to all the beggars out there. All right. So you get the idea. So grappling, very fun. But if you are going to grapple, and there was some comments in here about hill giants. Well, now you need to figure out how heavy a hill giant is. Yeah, hill giants are heavier. And there's and stronger. And stronger. And so you want to strip out of your armor if you're going to be grappling. And you only want to grapple people that aren't wearing armor themselves. So the deal we hunt with that sounds like you want to sneak, you, you see a guard standing by a door, you want to sneak up real quick and grab him around the throat and get him. They're saying now this tube is worth 50 gold pieces. Do you, do you understand you have now sentenced every beggar, every peasant? 50% of every beggar. 50% of beggars has a scroll tube worth 50 gold pieces. Right, whereas a now, knoll... Are you sure I'm not lawful evil? I'm, I'm going... Vote for me. I'll clean up the streets. There'll be, I'll, I'll end panhandling in oh. Greyhawk. Yeah, it, it literally... So, again, if that's worth 50 gold pieces, a knoll, I think, is treasure type P or something. Let's look up knoll. Because these people, are they're out of their minds. They're, they're, they've, they have... Someone on Dragon's Foot made a where a table. Dragon's Foot. What that other it's, place? That we, that place of foul treachery, treachery witchcraft, villainy. L and M. Okay, L and M. Wait, are we attacking a knoll? No, I'm saying a knoll has two to twelve pieces of electrum. But which beggars, is why but beggars, beggars, beggars have, could have, have potentially empty, empty, empty scroll scroll tubes. Tubes. That's right. Oh, okay. That's fine. To help Knuckles. Okay. I don't think Knuckles. Knuckles isn't gonna. Knuckles needs to encounter a rich a, merchant, a wealthy pimp. Right, a merchant. There's plenty of people. So, if looking over the table, I just unfortunately I rolled a beggar. You rolled a beggar, which you know that's that is the luck of the draw. You need to get, it, but you also didn't get a litter of vampire. That would have been a quick and. Subtle end. Right. Quick noble. End. You want to get a noble. Yeah, without a doubt. But I don't know why I'm hanging out in the alleys. 
Question is, why is the noble hanging out in the house? Well, the problem then is there's likely he'll have guards. Um, there's someone you probably want to get that's a little bit easier. What you don't want to end up is like Shadow or Spe- Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> that's what you want to avoid. Vocals can run away, can't he? He, can, he certainly can. But you know, if you don't... If you don't uh... yeah, overbearing is a bunch of, bunch of beggars getting revenge. That's that, right. He could have been a gold dragon. That would have been amazing. Uh, they're not on the table, though. Um, it should be. Okay. Anything more about uh, grappling that we want to discuss at this point? I don't know. Um, I think that grappling, like all of these, is, is like all of these unarmed combats, add a lot to the game. Yeah. And I think that it takes a tremendous amount of preparation in the unlikely... Likely in the unlikely situation that somebody actually decides to do it. Well, people don't. I think people want to do it, but they've been dissuaded by many DMs, or they adjudicate it and it's not very flavorful because they use the basic kind of roll to hit. Okay, you got them. Or okay, you've got them, and you know now they get minus four to hit. They're prone. They're this or that. There's not <clears throat> this kind of exploding damage that you can do if you get fortunate and get proficient at it. Well, I'm not sure that. The example that we did gave much of a sense of that because Knuckles attacked a little old lady. Right, but he, he the pummeling, he fought a ninth-level monk, and he was successful in hitting him once. So How did he run into the ninth-level monk? Same table. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I guess I should watch the show sometime. sometime you know, that once would, in a while. There is, uh, and I think to, and, you know, for the PCs, they should prep first and, and yeah. like, like... You did so, absolutely. I had it prepped. And now, we know his, now we know his height and his weight, so that'll go forward for... Oh, you'll need that for overbearing. And we'll need that for overbearing as well. Uh, I think for, you know, if they choose to, you're going to have to do things on the fly. It's just like a lot of this stuff. You can either memorize the tables, look up the tables, or say, roll the dice. Well, and, and Gary says that in this thing, similar to the morale, which is... I've given you this huge chart, but after a while, you're just going to ignore the chart and just kind of go with what you know about what the player will do or right. what the character will do. Exactly. And the same thing is like, it's like you do with the rolling of the, uh, to hit. Roll to hit. Let's if see it's really hit. low, I don't even, I don't need to look it up. Right. If it's really high, I don't need to look it up. It's only in the middle. Well, the similar thing is kind of true with, with unarmed combat. If you're down and saying, wait a minute, is it 62 or 63%? Right. Now everybody hates you. Right. If it's come down to that, do you really need... Well, some people really want to know what they need to roll, even though it doesn't affect the roll at all. But they are insistent. What do I, I need to what, hit? What are my pluses? It doesn't matter. Roll the dice. What, what would I need to hit? Roll How does that dice. affect that? So I, I want to tell this story, if we have time. A very, very short story. Uh, this is... Going back 40 years, we were playing D&D, and we had a... Well, uh, this is a story of that of stuff that you did 40 years ago? Yes. And go ahead, keep going. Oh. I'm very excited I'm about I'm just curious this. what the... Just the crickets? I'm just I'm so excited <laughs> of hearing... So we were, we were looking for... Uh, tr- we needed a new person at our table, as is often the case. And when you're in college, you basically put a note on the on the cork board and hope somebody will come up. So somebody came to our table. We, none of us knew him, but he came to play and he sat down and he wanted to know what he needed all the time 
<clears throat> and we said, why are you always asking that? Just roll. And he said, well, I want to know because I can control the dice with my mind. He said, you can control the dice with your mind? Yes. You're convinced that, you, that when you roll the dice, you can control them with your mind tele- telekinetically? Yes. And my friend says, so you cheat. Um, he didn't have an answer for that. He didn't, he, he, I think he got up and left. But anyway, that's a very dull story. Sorry. Edit that out. No, we don't edit things out. We leave that for people to listen and mock posterity. Hey, hey, kids, you can do better than me. Write to James and say you want to be on Grog Talk. No, you know why? Because they don't live close by. You're very, you're, you're, you have uh, a unique advantage over most. You're, you're close. I'm, and willing to come here. That's right. So <laughs> congratulations. You will be perennially a stand-in. I, I'm the second banana. Right. It's the second. That's, you're no second. You're different. It's a different show. So we do have a few minutes for Trivial Pursuit, which I know you were slightly interested in. And you were a little uh, crestfallen when I said we weren't going to do it. Well, if we have time, let's do it. All right. So I will show you. So uh, I think it was the angry monk who told us, hey, there's a Trivial Pursuit D&D game now. Again, we were concerned that it was all going to be 5th edition stuff, which is really not our bag. It looks like And it. it does have a lot of 5th edition stuff. But we focus on the history part, which, again, my understanding, someone wrote that John Peterson contributed mm-hmm. to it. Ooh, excuse me. Those, those breakfast burritos are really kicking in. They really are. So uh, you haven't seen this. This is the first time you're seeing it. Yeah. I, I, I and you have played 5th edition. Is that correct? You've played I've, I've I would not claim I was an expert, but I have played 5th edition, right. yeah. So, so at least they, they would not be, like with Dan, completely foreign to you. It would not be... It's the lore, probably, that I will have the biggest problems with. Are we asking each other questions? Yeah, oh, we can. Yeah, so I'm going to give you... Uh, I'll give you three and three. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'll take three. You take three. And we, the ones you want to uh, question on... Do we roll for it? There's no, well, there's no role, and we're just going to ask each other questions. We're oh. let people, let the, the audience participate. So the one we're going to use is the yellow one. The yellow one is the history. Green is magic and miscellany. Okay. Uh, per, pink is dungeons and adventures. Blue is characters. Uh, purple is cosmology. Monsters. Monsters. And history. So history should be history. We should be able to hang, hang that. So the yellow one is what we're looking for. So, uh, um, so what we're now going to do? What's the matter? Just checking. It's yellow. Yellow. So, uh, some of this may be useful, some of this may not be useful. All right, shall we ask the f- I'm going to go first. This yes. is not yellow. It's green, which you- is magic and miscellaneous. Okay, so you're going <clears> to... <throat> I'm only doing it because... It's appropriate. What happens... Mm-hmm. You can play at home. What happens... Please, because I'm not going to answer it right away. I'm going to let people... Do what it. happens to a humanoid who attempts to wield the wand of Orcus... You're kidding me. But fails to attune with it. So uh-huh. This is a fifth edition this question. Edition. Attuning is a fifth edition mechanic. Right. What happens to a humanoid who attempts to wield the wand of Orcus but fails to attune with it? That's very interesting. Well, let's give people a couple of seconds to think about that because that is normally <coughs> they wouldn't have no idea what this meant. But the fact that it is wand of Orcus makes it interesting. I thought so too. I was. It's, I, it's, I like it's, your audible. It's fortuitous. It is fortuitous. Serendipity. Serendipitous. No one cares. We're getting crickets. Let's see. Okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, I keep forgetting. Uh, which one is it? Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, okay. 
they have to take a long rest and a graham cracker. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thank you. Uh, that has to be the answer. The wand. The man's have dinner first. Oh, he gets 10 death checks and he fails them all. He gets a slight headache. Something not terribly dangerous. Okay, all of you. Wow, the hate is real. Okay. So my answer yes. is uh, he has to make a saving throw or die. Okay, so what happens to a humanoid? So they're talking about a monster, not a PC. I think all these answers are correct and it's a PC. It dies and rises as a zombie. Bing, bang, boom. Perfect. That's, I actually like that answer. Yeah, I like that as well. And, and, the, and the, the reason we got it wrong, so we said humanoid, <clears throat> not human. Yeah, not if you, uh, I would say that if I, was running a, if I was running a game in which the Wand of Orcus um, and some uh, orc tried to grab the Wand of Orcus, I think that's exactly what would happen to it. Yeah, that's very good. All right, so you want ready for my question? Yes, Who were three of the five science fiction and fantasy authors cited by Gary Gygax as inspiration for D&D in the forward to its 1974 edition? Well, there you go. Is it science fiction or science fiction fantasy? Science fiction and fantasy authors. Okay, J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, Jack Vance. Um, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Um, how many do I need to get? Three of five. Well, there's probably three of them. Um, the Fritz Lieber. And I want to say Merritt. I like someone with the three hearts guy. Oh, uh, that, that's, uh, that's Anderson. Uh, Anderson. Yeah, Paul Anderson. All right. Is that your final answer? What did I say? Jack Vance. Vance. Tolkien. Tolkien. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Burroughs. Lieber. Lieber. Merritt. Merritt. Okay. We've got a bunch oh, of Oh, there's Robert Howard. Good. That's a good one. So, uh, based on your answers, you got two out of five. Oh, who did I? Okay. Howard. I didn't say Howard. Burroughs. Said Burroughs. DeCamp. Pratt and Lieber. Really? Pratt? Yes. I've never read anything by Pratt. Or, or DeCamp. I've never read I've read Elsprague DeCamp. Okay. Nope. Lovecraft's not on there. Again, oh this, is, this is not Appendix N. This is the, the forward to the, the 74. So, so where's, your, where's your brown box? No, I don't have a brown box. Oh. I have a 74. I have issue 74, not, not, not the, the 74. Oh, gosh. I am not now paying. I have to look it up. You're going to have to I'm not familiar with Pratt. Do any of our readers or any of the listeners on the show or Com- commenters? Complete Enchanter. Really good. Not Vance. Nope. DeCamp did the Conan books. Yeah. Uh, DeCamp did Conan books. He also wrote, um, uh, he wrote a lot of stuff. So put this one over here. This okay. That was good. I like that question. I like that question too. All right. So I got one for you, right? Yep. Okay, history. Which manufacturer of licensed AD&D miniatures in the early 1980s sold box sets with cover art by Ray Rubin? Let me read it again. Mm -hmm. 
Manufacturers of licensed AD&D miniatures in the early 1980s sold box sets with cover art by Ray Rubin. Can I cheat? Um, I don't know. Who's the manufacturer? I don't know. This is from... 1983. That would be the 80s. This is clearly cheating. I, I'm just observing my thing. I'm, I'm sh what I'm showing people is my original book thing from 1983, Miniatures. The problem is... It doesn't I, say. It doesn't say. I'm looking for it. Even when I cheat, I can't cheat. That's strange. You'd think it would be... Right there. All right. What do people want? Anybody's got any ideas? Uh, Grenadier. Nobody knows. Ralph, Ralph Partha, I assume. Ralph Partha. Not licensed under Ironwind Metals. Atlantic. It doesn't say. Ralph Partha? Boy, three Ralph Parthas. Yeah, that's so. Anyway, this is what we're talking about, but it does not say who made it. So I would have literally no idea. Well, Kamikaze Mark said Grenadier, so he gets it. Grenadier, congratulations. Ding, I, ding. I was going to say Grenadier, but I... But then, but, but I didn't, so I get nothing. S thinking you're going to do it and not do it. Yeah, saying you think you're going to do it. That gets you nothing. Those are the dead pile? Oh, I'm just putting you in the bottom. Because I'll put them. All right. I think we have time for two more. Okay. What 1991 hardcover book compiled the D&D &D basic rules into a single volume? What? Oh. Don't say it. What 1991... Uh. Hardcover book compiled the D&D basic rules into a single volume. It's very apropos because I'm running this campaign using that book. I think that's the only reason I know the answer because we had dinner the other well, night and you mentioned it. I did, and I actually have it over here with my stuff, which I'm going to get, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm Let's by see myself. What people, so yeah, get used to being online by yourself. I'm bit. here. I'm here in spirit. Uh, what are the answers? People the have show. the answers. No, but I should uh, show up and ruin it on occasion, so I should continue to do what I'm doing right now. Oops, no, back. <laughs> You're fine. What's your answer? My f answer is Rules Compendium. Rule, close. Rules Cyclopedia. Oh. Rules Cyclopedia. That's it from Where Lots of people got it. I didn't. That's right. The Rules Cyclopedia. This is... Is uh, that what that was? The rules? That's from all the basic... This is... Beckman. Beckman. Beckman doesn't have the eye. Beckman. Doesn't have immortal. It has basic expert companion and masters. Why doesn't it have immortal? Because they didn't, couldn't fit in the thing, and people are. It has a little bit about being an immortal, but it's like immortals are like becoming a god. It's literally right? you're yeah you're playing superhero at that point, superhero thing. Okay. So it's not even the same game. For my brief reading of the immortal rules, because you're immortal, so it's not the same. And you in and <laughs> exactly. Um, this, uh, what's great about this book is it's, it assumes you know how to play D&D. So it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have intro stuff. It has, it assumes you've played the basic and expert. So it's just a quick way to have all the rules. It's a wonderful book. I love this book. This is the campaign I'm running right now. And I love it. Love it. Love it. How's the campaign going? Or did you just started it? We started it, uh, five sessions ago and, um, we stole some things from Dungeon Crawl Classics. 
where we did a zero funnel thing and uh, where they were uh, escape prisoners and they had to come up with their crime and whether they did it or not. And a handful of them survived the sinking ship. And there's a lot of great things about it. You know why I like it? It is, I like it because the rules are simpler. And the, the good news about it is I can, it causes a mental exercise in that we, we say, okay, we're, you're casting sleep. We all know how first edition sleep works. Mm-hmm. It sort of works that way, but not quite. And it's, it's simpler. And thus, it, we, we're, we've had less of the... Diving into the books? Diving into the books, adjudicating people's perspective on it versus what I rule. And thus, we're moving, the game's moving faster because we're not sitting, oh, wait a minute, haste... Does blah 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 no, blah. No, no. Did you age a year? Right. You know. Do you have to make a system shock? No, no. We don't have. We don't have to worry about it. No, you just go faster. You go faster. All right. Do you want to do this? One? Yeah. You want let's more? do one more. Sure. All right. This one's for you. Which, and this would be a good one because you're a computer guy. Yes. Which online platform Ooh. hosted the 1991 Neverwinter Nights networked D and D game? Did you ever play Neverwinter Nights? Not on that platform, but I. I think I know what the answer Which is. Which online platform hosted not the, the 1991 not the original one. Neverwinter Nights networked AD&D game? Okay, I will wait. So people have... I, 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 have, I've, I've never did it. I've never played it myself, but I have friends who played it. People loved it. Nonstop. People loved it. I have a guess. It's, it could be that, what they just said. I think it's the one that just came up, because um, that's my understanding of what it was on. Um, so yes, this was, was a... A game that was available if you were a subscriber to the service, if I remember correctly, back in the day. And everybody was, and if it, everyone had 35 CDs mailed to them. Right, 400 CDs. 400 CDs that they could easily get on, get 10 hours free of? America Online. America Online, that is correct. That's the answer. America Online hosted Neverwinter Nights. Uh, so the the platform that everyone's grandma and grandpa still has their email, uh, their original email. Right. People, my, I think my brother saw his America Online. Well. I still correspond with people with AOL uh, emails. It's um, I'm amazed that they can find it in amongst all the spam. <laughs> exactly. This is big. A bushy, puppy production. All rights reserved.